you very much for your company. I'm Andrew McCarthy Wood. Now, we have a very special friend with us. Uh, he's a personality. Some would call him a celebrity because he's been up on plenty of stages. They're my favourite kind of people. I'll take that. There you go. He's jumped right in. Now, the way that we came into contact with him was uh, through, there's an organisation called Moreton Bay Region Industry Tourism, MBRIT, and uh, they run a lot of events across the Moreton Bay region. An MC that they get for a lot of their events is Paul Wheeler. Paul Wheeler is with us. How are you going, Paul? I'm really good, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Now here is at your place. <laughs> we've brought the we've brought the mobile studio to you, um, and this is the start of some pretty big things to come. Yes, we are hoping. Uh, I think it will be. Yeah. Now. Just tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so, yep, my name is Paul Wheeler. I am a host slash MC, mostly in the Brisbane area, sometimes up to Redcliffe, sometimes down to the Gold Coast. So um, it's always been my dream to be a host again slash MC. So I've been really working on that here for the last few years, actually, and been really lucky to do some really massive gigs and um, a really good range of gigs as well. So yeah, loads of stuff with Embrit, who I absolutely love. And I get to go out and speak to families and get hundreds or thousands of kids about excited about seeing Santa. And then sometimes the next day I'm hosting an event more in within a different community. So big events like Big Gay Day that's hosted at the Wickham. Um, really good this year to host Brisbane Pride Festival, which is like a family fair day. And that's a kind of another really big target audience of mine that I'm really working towards as well. So yeah, I've been really lucky to do it. I feel like my kind of, I should explain now I'm originally from England, which is why I've got this messed up accent. Australians <laughs> think I sound really English. English people think I sound really Australian and I'm a bit of a combo. So so you have an accent battle. Yeah, I do. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, my phone voice is very Australian. Like if I speak to my family, they're like, stop putting on that voice in an Essex accent. But yeah, I just can't switch it off. So we're going to talk about why we're doing this right mm -hmm. now and yep. where it's going to lead to. Yep. Um, but just quickly, look, we find, we do a bit of production with you. That's how we've come into contact yep. with you through those Embrit events. And for us, uh, it's a big thing. When you've got an MC that can that can carry it when there are things that aren't going mm -hmm. so great, uh, it makes our job so much easier. And just working with you has been fantastic and you're a very engaging person. Now, leading on to this, what is it that you're wanting to do? Well, my ultimate goal has always been to, I would love to be on the radio one day, too ugly for TV and probably a little bit too old to make a start. But yeah, radio would be my dream because I love <laughs> bouncing off each other and other people. So like, I listen to the radio every day, driving to work or to the train station and the channel that I listen to, I feel like I'm listening to my mates every day. So I feel like I could join in their conversation and think, hey, you know So what? which channel do you listen to? Um, am I allowed to say? Yeah, absolutely. Hit 105, Stav Ab and Matty, Stav Ab. Have Abby and Matt. I, like, I think of them as my best friends. They don't know. We've probably even never even met, but I love them. But yeah, that would be my dream. When they see where this podcast series mm -hmm. goes, they will be your best friends. So tell us about the podcast series. So my podcast series, it all started, um, I listen to them all the time and I've got some that I listen to every time there's a new episode. Listen to them, absolutely love them. I also got into listening to podcasts where I thought I would love them and I don't so much. Like there's things yeah. that I listen to thinking, oh, like they might be, it might be based around a musical group that I love and they'll sometimes talk and they've not done their fact checks. And I'm like, oh, well, who are you to talk yeah. about the Spice Girls? No, not really. It's not the Spice Girls. It is. Um, yeah. So I was really trying to find my, I knew I wanted to do a podcast, always have, but I also know lots of people want to do them and will rush into it and not have done their research. And that was really important to me. And I didn't just listen to podcasts. Like, as I said, I've done a lot of hosting, so I know I can talk. 
Um, oh, yeah. we know you can talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just really wanted to work out what I should be talking about. I don't want to talk about something I'm not qualified to talk about or I don't have the background knowledge. And the way it came around now, I am a 35-year-old gay guy living in Brisbane. And um, I kind of accidentally realised that that's what I am qualified to talk about. Like um, yeah. my age, the community that I live in. And it all started one day, I'm going to be very honest. Um, I got hair shamed, yeah, which right. I know sounds ridiculous. And I've, yep. I've always been really sensitive about my terrible hairline. Now, don't get me wrong. My hairline is mostly great, but that's on my arms and my chest. My head didn't get the memo. So I've always had what <laughs> me and my sister referred to as a five head. And the older I get, the bigger the forehead gets. And um, I was actually at the gym and I was doing my hair and some guy said to me, what's the point of doing that? You've not got much there. And I was a man scorn. I was devastated. And oh, then- um, man. Yeah, right? Gutted. Yeah. I mean, you can't relate. You guys can't see Andrew's hair, but he's got loads of it. I'm really jealous. <laughs> <laughs> On his head, yeah. This so, is radio, so I can say whatever I want. That's true, right. yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so you outed us being at my house. I was going to say we were in Hollywood or something. but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hang on. <laughs> so this is where we drop the sound effects in. We're in Hollywood. This is really good. We're talking on the, on the boulevard. Okay. Yeah, it's yep. really nice. Yeah. Okay, what accent are you going to get accused of? <laughs> oh, who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's like podcast wise. So then that night, that's when yeah. I really started to have the idea of I can't be the only person who's a bit conscious about things like this. So I reached out on my Facebook and Instagram page, put up a picture of me actually taken at one of the events I think I was working with you guys at where um, one of the awesome photographers took a picture of me and I was yeah, showing right. off my chest and I've got a dad bod and I'm completely embrace that. That's fine. Um, and I put up a post just saying about what had happened to me. And I was like, has anyone ever been really conscious of their hair, body hair? Because I used to, as a younger gay guy, I think I wasn't allowed to have a hairy chest and stuff. So I used to like veat that, wax that, all other brands. Yeah, right. Um, but now I got a bit older and started to embrace it. So I just put something up and was like, has anyone else ever felt this way? And I wasn't going to pretend I'm a psychologist that's going to help them. But I just wanted to know, is anyone else? And I actually got quite emotional the next day because I had so many messages from people and I think I assumed it would just be guys my age, but it was a full range of people. I had girls with like stories, guys with stories. Some of them were hilarious and I told them, look, the reason why I've asked is because eventually I would love to do a podcast and this is an area I'd really like to talk about. And some stories, as I said, were hilarious. People having accidents with like, you know, the hair removal cream that oh, burns, no. leave it on too long. <laughs> but then there are also some that were really sad. Oh, like some burns. people were really yeah. affected by this and yeah. won't go to somewhere they can take their shirt off. Like you're in Australia, won't go to a swimming pool. And that's when I realised I kind of found by accident what my podcast needs to be about. And then I kind of started thinking about loads of more topics that people, and although when I say I'm going to, it's aimed for the like the queer community, it, I also want anyone to be able to listen to it and relate to it. And what was great after that is I come up with about eight episode ideas and I'm really lucky to work in an office during the day filled yeah. with full diverse range of people. And we were talking about some episodes. So a big thing, um, I've been in a relationship for six years and we often get asked, asked so you guys, do you guys want kids? And the answer is, yeah, we would absolutely love to. But in Australia, how are we going to do that? And I was talking about that episode idea and a lady actually turned around and said, well, I'm in my 40s. I've worked my whole life as a lawyer and done all these things. So I get asked the same questions that you do. And I get just as like, not irritated by it, but how are you supposed to answer? Like someone innocently asks you that question and you say, well, yeah, I am. But how am I going to do this? I'm a, you know, like, yeah. So I think what I want people to, to be able to do is listen to it, either associate with it yeah. or realise that, you know what? I do ask people those questions and maybe I shouldn't like, 
yeah, so I want people to realise that we all kind of get asked the same thing, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. So to find out a little bit more about um, you, Paul, because as you mentioned, the podcast that you're doing, uh, you are going to be an authority mm-hmm. on it because it's a lot of it's about your life experiences and surely it sounds like you're going to come across a lot of other experiences along yeah, the way sure. and you'll bring yeah. other experts mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, and we were talking just before this kicked off, you've already got – uh, friends and people that want to get yeah. involved in this near reserving podcast numbers. Yes, that's that, that's very true. I really was. <laughs> um, I really wanted a format because I think that it'd be. As I said, I've done a lot of research of what I needed to do, and there was this one day. Once I decided, once I got all that feedback about that thing I put out about the hair stuff, I was inspired. Went and bought a microphone, watched maybe two YouTube channels and clips about how to make a podcast and realize I don't know how to do this. So I did a lot more research, found some people willing to help me, but what I knew I could do is work on my format. So yeah, I don't know how to record and edit, but what, how do I want it to be? So what I would love to have and what is looking like is going to happen at least for the first few is have two guests with me every week brilliant, from different walks of life and ideally still from the queer community who have had experience within what the topic's about. Now, a segment I'm really excited about every episode is called Give It To Me Straight, where we have a straight person come in because I've met some and some are actually really nice. Like I've had some in my house before <laughs> and they eat like normal people's food and they don't smell weird. No. <laughs> but yeah, so Give It To Me Straight will be always having a straight person's take on things. Je- generally, it'll probably be really lighthearted. And I guess a good example is the episode about having children because I've had some friends, uh, gay friends who have now been fostering children and now yeah, becoming right. guardians and stuff. But yeah, like just like they probably don't think about how things are for me. I don't think about how things are for them. So that's a segment I'm really excited about. So all in all, three guests in total. Now, as I said, each episode's going to have a theme. And if I find an expert in that theme, then great. Like if we ever did one about health, for instance, do I know any health practitioners that are able to come on and talk about how they feel? Or if I am talking about body hair, for example, I know there's a great group of guys in Brisbane called the Bris Bears, and they're all about embracing the way they look and, you know, you can be hairy and you can still be hot. That's fine. So yeah, definitely experts. And um, But I really want this to be community-based. So my idea would be, so the first episode, well, official episode, because this is our pilot. Yeah, that's right. Is going to be called Hair There and Everywhere, where we're going to focus on stuff because I've already got the material. My two first guests that come in are actually going to read out some of the responses that we got, but talk about their experience. Then once we're done, give it to me straight because I'm really excited about including that. Um, at the end of the episode, we will be announcing what the following episode is going to be called. And I've actually just finalised the Can Host podcast Facebook page and Instagram page. So I would love for listeners, so I probably shouldn't be so um, ambitious and say listeners, should I? We might only have one. No, I no, 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 no. Look, hit 105. They're going to be making the <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> our friend. Yeah, our friend. But no, we would love. I would love for people to get in contact and share their story. So then the start of the next episode will be us recapping on the previous one, which hopefully is a really smart idea that if you've listened to my podcast, now you know you've got to listen to the second one and find out what other people yeah, have that's said right. and so on. So format-wise, I know exactly what I want. And yeah, you don't even have to be from Brisbane. Like the team that I've got on board can take phone calls and stuff. So if you're listening from anywhere else in the world, Essex, this is for you to support an Essex boy in Australia. <laughs> um, yeah, call in, message in. So that's how I'm really dreaming that this is going to work. That sounds really, really exciting. Are you going to have any um, restrictions on the way people sound or anything like that, depending on, you know, which country they are and all of that sort of stuff? Look, I guess, I mean, I'm not an interpreter. I'm not going to pretend that I can. Um, I'm English speaking, but in terms of accents, like I've got friends from all over the world and anyone is welcome to have their say. Like I would love to, because again, 
our take on how things are in Australia over certain yeah. topics. For instance, if we're talking about adoption and fostering and things like that, I know 100% that in other countries it's completely different and they've got yep. different rules. So if there's someone out there that's got a story that our target audience is listening to and they think, oh, you know what? Yeah, it is different there. Or maybe I do have other options. And that is the absolute goal. Like, So I'm not going to take over the world. I know very much so that the topic of each episode is pretty much a third world problem. Like I know people go through bigger struggles than that, but I would love people to listen and learn something. So or at least you laugh. may or may not take over the world, but it sounds like, would it be fair to say that uh, you want the community to not just learn, mm-hmm. but also grow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're expecting to get quite a bit out of it as well through oh, yeah, growing and oh, learning. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Like I said, I've said from the beginning, I'm, I'm not an expert in many things. So there would certainly be areas that I probably would when I say avoid, not because I, would, I don't want to pretend it's there, I know things are there, but who am I to talk about how certain people have been treated and how they feel? But if I have someone reach out, like this is a community-based thing, hopefully, and I've already got quite a few episodes planned out, but I am more than happy to add new episodes or to cut some off my list. If someone's got a big enough thing where I thought, you know what, people need to hear this, then 100% come in and I'll just probably be a bit quieter on that episode, you know, and, and let them talk. <laughs> I can't imagine that happening. No, same, same, but it's what editing's for, right? So this being a pilot mm-hmm. for um, the audience, the community that hear this first of all, yeah. or they may have come in a number of episodes along and yeah. want to know a little bit more about you. Yeah. Can we go right back to Paul, the child growing up? Yeah, of course you can. So, okay. Yeah. So, so look, you're, the subject is going to be, and you've, you've said it, you're gay, you're in a, mm-hmm. in a gay relationship. Yep. Um, one of the questions that does get asked, I'm sure you've been asked a, a number of times is when did you find out? That I was, I was gay. Yeah. Look, it was one of those things where, Obviously, I guess I've always known. So child Paul was a real show-off. Um, I was always- I can't imagine yeah, that. I know. It's really yeah. weird how I just wow. all of a sudden changed. I just woke up yeah. one day. It was like, hey, I love attention now. What like, happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, no. Dropped on the head recently. No, um, recently. So, yeah. so I was that boy at school, always doing musicals and for some reason had no shame getting up in front of my year of like 200 people- in Essex and thinking they want to hear me sing a song. And I was always really supported. I've had some really great friends. Um, but yeah, grew up in England, two amazing sisters who I love and I'm the baby. So I probably was. Did you play on that? I'd like to pretend I didn't, but I'm sure I did. But I've always got on with them. We're going to be looking for their comments. Yeah, no, they're fine. I'm actually very lucky. I've never really argued with my sisters and they're great. So we've we've got a really good relationship. Um, but yeah, I think I was actually got stuck in a rut and I was probably a lot of people's stories. I kind of didn't want to admit it to myself because I felt like once I said it, it was really final. So I got really into my job back in England and worked really long hours. And then um, I actually come to visit my family over here. So I was very lucky. I wasn't actually a backpacker because I came with a massive suitcase, <laughs> to be honest. But no, I've got an aunt here and three cousins who are just like extra siblings to me. Um, yep. So yeah, my mum died when I was 15. So then when I was 24... My grandparents also passed away within a year and they oh, gave, wow. yeah, they gave us grandkids all some money to do something that they would want us to do with. Yep. And with mine, I literally, I think it was after my my nan passed away last out of the two of them. And she had always said to me, she wants me to visit my auntie Sue who lives over here. So that was her other daughter. So yeah, I think after her funeral, and it sounds like I'm really cold hearted, but I got changed out of like the black tie and white shirt, went down to a travel agent because this was that many years ago where you didn't really do it online and booked a ticket to Australia, came for three weeks and absolutely fell in love with the place. And I got back to England and was like, oh, I need to go back there for a little bit longer. 
So then I did, came back nine months later and within a few weeks, I was actually already kind of seeing a guy that I kept secret from my whole family. And yeah. then I was like, oh yeah, at the weekend, I'm going to go and stay with some mates and do all these things. But really I was starting to be in my first ever relationship with a guy. And then eventually told my cousins, told my aunt who were ridiculously supportive, which I never doubted they would be. And then it was a day after my 25th birthday, it would have been my sister, the middle one, who I lived with back in England, actually messaged me and was like, so I know you've got a boyfriend and the only thing I'm upset about is that you couldn't tell me. And once she knew, I told absolutely everybody. And I don't have, I'm very, I know I'm very, very lucky. I don't have a sad yeah. coming out story. Like I had full support. A couple of people took a bit of a while to come round, thinking I had lied to them my whole life. And do you know what? I probably did, but I actually will back up. I lied to myself and I know a lot of people did that. And then, um, yeah, and then, yeah, but I hadn't done anything. So going back a little bit, um, finished school, did all the school plays in the world that I could do. Then I went to performing arts school, which I absolutely loved. Still really good friends with a lot of people from there. But it was there I realised in England it's really competitive because yeah. Australia is very talented. Make sure you keep that in. But <laughs> in England, I think we were kind of maybe pushed a bit more into the art. So you've yeah. always got so much competition. So I think within my first few weeks, that's when I was like, okay, I love acting. I'm not the best singer in the world. I'm definitely not the best dancer in the world. And that's when I really started to take an interest into actually what we call it presenting back home, which in gay world means something completely different. <laughs> just, just to clarify. Um, yeah, but I did finish. So I finished performing art school, done loads of acting and shows in that. Absolutely loved it. And then just got stuck into the grind, like I said. So it wasn't until the year I turned 30. So I met Brendan when I was 29. So I always tell him he was lucky to catch a guy in his 20s. And he was the one saying to me, the year I turned 30, you need to start performing. And I think it's because I know I'm hard to live with if I'm not doing something entertaining wise, because I will sing the house down. And I said, I'm not great. So he encouraged me and encouraged me to audition for something. So I secretly auditioned for a company called Quizmeisters. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is a awesome trivia company who nationwide, one, definitely the best around. And I didn't think I got it. I got up, I had to do a stand-up piece for, a, I think it was about two minutes and then oh, I answered yeah. some trivia questions and there was a lot of people in the room. And I got home, Brendan thought I was at the gym and he was like, oh, you're not dressed for the gym. And I said, yeah. oh, I actually just auditioned for something. I didn't get it, but I've done it now and got it out of my system. But they called me back the next day and he invited me back for um, some training. And yes, that was... I just turned 30 and I'm now 35 and I host still for them because they're a great company to work for every Thursday at the beer garden in the Wickham. So I started off at a few different venues and they kind of matched me to the venue and I still do that every week. And that's led to so many other hosting gigs. It's a lot of right people at the right time. And from there I host every, well, most weekends I'm doing something. Also throughout the week I do stuff too. So podcast was the next step. <laughs> Did I forget the question? I've just been talking at no, you. No, no, no. Like I just want to pull minutes. you up for a second. Yeah, please do. Your audition, do yeah. you remember your stand up routine at all? Yeah. Oh, come on. We want to hear it. Well, give I it went go. first and they did say that you can kind of say whatever it's you want. It's radio, but let's give it a go. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to tell you how I opened the joke and I feel really bad because usually just for our listeners, when I host with these two, it's family shows. So I don't ever say these kind of things. Now, <laughs> I know, I know. So all I knew is that this was the audition I was doing is in like a b adult bar environment <laughs> and there was supposed to be 25 of us, but there were 24 and Stefan, who's now my boss, announced that just before and he's like, okay, so what's going to happen is there's supposed to be 25 of us, but somebody pulled out 
And then he pulled the first name out that had to go first and it was me. And I opened into this room full of strangers by saying, yep, sorry, someone else pulled out, but lucky for you, I never do. Oh, how disgusting (laughs) is that? Yeah, that's how gross I was. But it got the the job. I got the job. But so that's sometimes when I'm hosting, I have to remember my crowd. Like I might be doing a family event until 10 o'clock one day, then I'm on a stage completely different the next morning. So I've seen you do that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Shoot out of one and into the other. Yeah, you've seen me do quick changes into the suit. Yeah, from rompers into suits. But yeah, I feel like this is taking a real turn. Sorry. It has. <laughs> no, but this is what it's all about. It's so that the um, audience is going to stay with mm-hmm. you and continue to grow yeah. and become more and more engaged, can actually learn about you as the host. Yeah. So I've got a couple of other questions. You uh, were in Australia through the Yes Vote. I was, As yeah. we call it. Yeah. yeah. What was your perspective on that? Yeah, do you know what? Well, firstly, I obviously thought it needed to be done. We needed to be able to do it in this country. But I kind of took a bit of a, not a back step, like I would obviously support things. But at the time, I wasn't a citizen. I couldn't vote in this country. So I didn't feel like it was my place to say too much. Like, obviously, if anyone asked, I would say, yep, you should be voting yes. But I was very aware of who I was around. And I just kind of felt like, although I lived here... I didn't know if I was going to be living here forever. So obviously I wanted it to happen. and But I, I didn't campaign or anything as such, unless I was in a venue where I could. But I was so happy for the country when it came through. And actually the night the Yes Vote came through, I was lined up to host trivia at the Wickham. Yeah, right. And it was one of the best experiences of my life because Brisbane went off, as you can probably yeah. imagine. And I remember messaging my contact at the Wickham saying, hey, are we still going to be doing trivia tonight? Because almost <laughs> everyone in my feed is saying, head to the Wickham, head to the Wickham. And Ooh. they're not going to want to play <laughs> trivia. And it is great trivia. Um, and I said, yep, still come anyway. So I got there and then, yeah, the beer garden was absolutely full and obviously trivia was cut. And it was just one of the best celebrations I've ever been to. Again, although I'd been in Australia for quite a few years, I felt like it wasn't my thing to celebrate. Obviously, yeah. I'm a gay guy here, but... I'm, I've always been really lucky. I've been able, for years, I've been able to get married in England if I wanted yeah. to. Brendan, my partner's from New Zealand. So we both knew that we had the rights in our own country. So who are we to act like poor me when neither of us were citizens at the time, or I am now. So now if we went back, I'd be like, yeah, this is my fight and everyone listen and read all my Facebook posts and this is what I want for my country. But yeah, I felt like it wasn't my battle as such. So you mentioned that you're now a citizen of Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, like, when you think of home, yeah, how does that work for you? It's re- it's a weird concept because whenever I'm back in England, which isn't as often as it probably should be, when I talk about Australia, I call Australia home, and that yeah. does offend some of my friends and family. Or they've like, "This is your home," and it is because when I'm here, England is my home. And like I always say, like this year I'm going home for Christmas. Yeah. Home is where I grew up. That's where my siblings are. That's where my dad is, and all the people that I've been around my whole life. But I also live in a house with my boyfriend of six years almost. I'm jumping ahead five and a half years. We've got three <laughs> dogs and like my best thing to do at the end of the day is to come home to my dog. So like th- my home is where I live. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Wherever I lay my hat, that's my home, right? <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Do we get done for that? <laughs> so you've had, uh, or at least you definitely articulate it as mm-hmm. having such a positive experience through life and you yeah. you come across as being a very positive person yeah. even though you may have some challenges within as you yeah. go through. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, like you're in the community. Yeah. Uh, what about for friends and that? Have you ha- have you had experiences with them where maybe they haven't had such a great? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I've, like I said earlier on, I know I've got a really happy coming yeah. out story and I've got a lot of, friends who identify as gay, um, bi, 
trans. You know, so many different friends. And I know some yep. of my friends have really struggled before. Um, I guess moving here at 25 and my friends at the time were around my same kind of age, they had already had their story as well. So yeah. I wasn't really there for that, if that makes sense. Yep. But I definitely, I've always said I'm, I was very lucky. I know a lot of people haven't been. And um, what I do love about hosting some events is that younger people do come up to me sometimes and thank me when that sounds really cheesy, but they don't, yeah. it doesn't, don't put that in, doesn't sound cheesy, but like, I feel like I'm bragging when I say that, but like just recently, actually this Friday, I hosted at Brisbane Town Hall, Brisbane uh, Pride, put yep. on this event called the Queer Formal and it's a formal for kids who, well, I say kids, they're obviously young adults or adults, but they don't feel like they can go to their own formal for many different reasons. Yep. And it's by the Pride Committee. So it's a free event for them and they get a two course meal. They get entertainment by some of Brisbane's best drag queens. There was a massive DJ there who like everybody knows. And it's such a rewarding thing. So I've done that for the last two years and that was great. But probably the best thing for me is I was once hosting at the Wiccan where I am and it had been big gay day a few weeks before. And I had someone come up to me and thank me for being a bit body positive about myself. Like I know I'm not a skinny guy. I'm not ripped. And I own the fact that I've got this amazing beard, but like yeah. hairy chest and things like that, where I think, as I said, gr growing up for me, it wasn't really like that back home. I don't look like the gay guys on TV look like. And I had someone come up to me and I'd had a few drinks actually. I, I wasn't posting, <laughs> I'd had a night off. But this guy come up to me and thanked me for being so positive. And he was like, oh, it's really inspiring to see you getting up on stage and being you. And that's amazing to me. That was the best thing ever because now- you know, I think stereotypes are really changing. Uh, again, I don't look like the stereotypical gay or queer person you would have seen 10 years ago on TV. And does that make you want to uh, break uh, like a stereotype? Like you, do you actually become self-aware that you, maybe you are falling into a stereotype and you intentionally try and break out of that? I think stereotypes can actually end up being a good thing, especially yep. if you don't stop thinking of the word. And I did, I've said stereotype a few times, but also think of like yeah. categories. Like what I do love about the community is that, it's becoming more and more inclusive and don't get me wrong, I'm sure there are still so many people out there that don't feel like yet yeah, they belong somewhere, but it could be that they do, they just don't know about this place yet. So I remember the first time I went to a Briz Bears event, I was a bit like, okay, this might be my crowd and, you know, you can go there, you can take your shirt off at the bar, it's nothing seedy, but you, so, you certainly can. And I remember before a couple of drinks, I was like, no, I'll keep my shirt. And by the end, I was like, look how hairy I am. <laughs> um, so... Um, this is radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so no, I do think- Put your shirt back on. Yeah. yeah, so I do think it's good. Uh, not good, sorry. Um, yeah, there still are stereotypes. I don't think it's about breaking them. I just think people are really learning more now to embrace what you've got. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to discuss in this pilot just to set the, the tone for the future mm -hmm. podcasts that are coming up? Um, yeah, like I, I do really do want people to tune in, um, always take a look at the name of the episode as well. Cause it might yep. be something you don't want to hear about, or it might be something you'd feel really passionate about. And like you mentioned earlier on, if someone comes in, let's just say we're lucky enough to get like 10 episodes in, um, and you like the one you listen to, please go back and listen from the start. Cause I think my, I think how I would work out that this podcast had been successful is I'm going to listen back to this pilot in a year's time and think, Paul, what were you talking about? You had no idea and know how much I've learned from that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just want people to, yeah, just feel like they can contact me about anything. Like if there's anything they do want to bring up an idea for an episode, please tell me and we can do it for sure. And ideally you would come in and be one of my guests. Um, yeah. Uh, I just want you to love it. I think the goal would be, 
to me, the ultimate goal would be to have a, a following local following or anywhere where one day we can kind of go live as well and do like a best oh, yeah. show. That would be amazing yeah. for me. Phone calls, yeah. live mm-hmm. messages, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's the um, ultimate in engagement. Yeah. But yeah, I do want to be educated. I am very aware of the fact that, and I know I'm not old by all means, but being 35, there are things going yeah. on in the community now that I still need education on because I'm not hanging around as much with the younger crowds, but I love learning more. And it's my job to know more. If I'm putting myself out there as a host on events like Brisbane Pride and Big Gay Day, I need to know these things. Like it's really, and I want to as well. It's just, I've learned so much in the last year already that it's been really eye opening and my eyes could be wider. <laughs> That's not a saying, but yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to start another stand-up routine. But <laughs> no, no, yeah, I probably should have even said what I did earlier on about that. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess also as well, um, I do want people to think they can contact me and I can take negative stuff as well if you don't like what you heard. But um, I have set up a Facebook and Instagram account for now so people can Give it a plug. me through that. Okay, well, I don't you know what, it's that fresh. Let me just make sure I remember the names for them. Yeah. So firstly, the Insta page. Hang on, that's my one. So on Insta, so the podcast, by the way, is called Can Hosts. Now, that's a bit of a play on words on the gay scene. A lot of gay people hear the name and kind of giggle thinking, have you thought about that? And I definitely have. Um, but also it's because I know I can host. I said, I know I can talk. So yeah. So the, Are you going to explain it to us? Do you want to know? Do you oh want, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So basically in on <laughs> gay apps, like I'm going to call them dating apps, but you can imagine sometimes there's more than dating going on. If you say can host, it means, yeah, the coast is clear. I've got a free house. You should come to my house. And if you don't, you say can't oh, yeah, host right. or like can't host, can travel means that like, I still live with my parents, but I can drive to your house. So when I knew that what I wanted oh. to do, I was like, it has to be called can host because that's hundred percent what it needs to be called. So that's what we are. Yeah. There you go. There right. you go. You learned something. So the Instagram is can host underscore podcast. So can host being one word and you'll see a picture of me with a really cool, it's not a romper, it's a two piece, but also with a clipboard that I customized myself which I take everywhere with me now. And the Facebook page is actually the same. So it's Can Host Podcast. Um, yeah, and the two of them are linked as well. So if there's anything, even if you listen to the pilot and think, hey, Paul, maybe reel this in or maybe talk about this, send something through. It's ready. It's ready to go. I'm Jump ready on now, to- connect yeah. up mm-hmm. and get into the conversation and engage. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is we're going to be, um, we are in my house today, but they won't be doing that every week. We hopefully have got a really cool venue set up in the Valley, um, Fortitude Valley in Brisbane, if you are listening from anywhere else, which I hope you are. That would be cool. Let me know if you are. Um, yeah. And that's it. There's some finer details being taken care of. So yeah, for yeah. you to find out mm-hmm. where that venue is and what it's all about, you need to tune in and, uh, you know, follow these podcasts. And I'm sure that that story will play out. Yes. Let's see where we are in 12 months time. I might be like, can you delete that pilot? Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> uh, now I'm that you've said that and it's in the pilot, because we won't cut this. Uh, cool. It'll, uh, <laughs> what usually happens on the internet when somebody thinks or a community thinks that something could get deleted, it ends up viral everywhere. Oh. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Paul I've Wheeler. I've been viral before. This is exciting. Paul never Wheeler. Been, never been. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. No, thank you for yours. And let's uh, take it forward as a community. Yes, we're down. Get us up. Yeah.